All right, Second Peter chapter one. Now we're gonna start off with uh, verse three. Okay. So if uh, you're there, let me get an amen. 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 All right, verse three of chapter one of Second Peter. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Excuse me. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Verse 5. In this very for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to your goodness, knowledge. Verse 6, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Amen. Come on, Jesus. Verse 8, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective, check this people, ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind. He is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed by his past sins. Verse 10. Therefore, my brothers, we all the more eager to, I'm sorry, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on. Come on. Somebody get excited. Come on. Now, what did, uh, what did verse 8 say? It said, it said, ineffective and unproductive who here wants to be ineffective and unproductive not me that's right sister i don't want to be ineffective and unproductive i want to be fruitful amen you want to be fruitful right god says to be fruitful amen matthew 28 19 that was right there that's an example of being fruitful he said he commanded us to go out and make disciples of all nations that means bear fruit amen like a tree it blossoms it grows like apples right apple is what fruit it's a fruit right and the more apples that tree is producing, that tree is considered fruitful. Therefore, we must be fruitful, develop ourselves, develop ourselves in Christ, make disciples, follow his commands, and be fruitful. Amen? Amen. The Word of God, whew, the Word of God says that if you do not have goodness, self-control, perseverance, not giving up, perseverance, not giving up, godliness, and etc., all those things, you are what? You are blind and you have forgotten that Jesus died on the cross for you. That's, that's what the word of God says. Now that might sound harsh to some of you, but let's just be real. If you don't possess perseverance, if you don't possess self-control, people, come on, self-control, goodness, love, godliness, then you are blind. If you don't possess those things, you are blind and you've forgotten. You have forgotten what Jesus has done on the cross for you. You understand me? Now, I went ahead and, like, and started, because this, this scripture, uh, verse 5 all the way to verse uh, 8, 
all those things, goodness, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, I was like, man, Lord, that is something that each and every single one of us need to possess in order to call ourselves true men and women of God. In order to call yourself a Christian, you must present these qualities. These qualities must be presented as your own. You understand me? Amen? So, goodness. It's found in Ephesians 5.9. You guys don't have to turn there for, uh, with me because I'm going to go through a lot. Um, you know what? Yeah, you know what? let's work the word tonight. Amen? Come on, let's work the word. Work the word. Ephesians 5, verse 9. Goodness. Let me get an amen when you're there. Amen, amen, amen. Goodness, Ephesians 5, verse 9. For the fruits of the light consist in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. One more time for you. For the fruit of the light, the light meaning Christ, the fruit of Christ in all goodness, bam, righteousness and truth, meaning the fruit of light is what? It, it possesses goodness, correct? Therefore, we must have goodness in us, correct? If we have the light, if we, if we say that we have the light in us, if we say that we are the light of the world, right, getting rid of the darkness, then we must have goodness, Amen. Amen. Knowledge. Proverbs 2.6. Proverbs 2.6. Knowledge. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 2.6. Knowledge. For the, Lord has, uh, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. From the Lord's mouth comes knowledge and understanding. You see how that works? Knowledge and understanding comes from God. Knowledge and understanding, it comes from who? It comes from God. Therefore, if you're lacking in an area, pray for knowledge. If you're, I'm sorry, if you're lacking in that area, pray for knowledge. If you're lacking in school, people, come on, young people, look at me. If you're in high school, you're, you're in school right now. I know every single one of you are in school right now. And if you're lacking, pray to God for the wisdom and the knowledge that you need to pass those grades, to pass those tests, those exams, those finals. I'm praying. I'm in school right now. I'm saying, Lord, woo, I can't do this by myself. You understand me? College is hard. All right, Lord, I need more wisdom. I need more knowledge. Lord, feed it to me. I need it. I know I can only get it from you and that you answer prayers. Lord, give it to me, please, in Jesus' name. Take him at his word. Take him at his word, because his mouth, out of his mouth, out of the Lord's mouth, comes knowledge and understanding. Pray for it. In James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. It will be given to you. If you lack wisdom, ask God, and he gives it to you generously. He does not keep it to himself. You understand me? God, our God is a generous God. Our God is a great God, a giving God. Because if it wasn't a giving God, we would all be, um, you know, condemned to hell. He gave his one and only begotten son for us to die on the cross and suffer. If he gave his one and only begotten son, you think he could give you a little bit of a drop of knowledge? You understand me? Come on. Take him at his word, people. Take him at his word. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. It will be given to you. 
Amen? Amen. Self-control. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Self-control. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6. So then, let us not be like others. Whew, I love this one. Let me know when you're there because i got to make sure everybody's there with this one. Amen. Let me get amen when you're there. Amen. All right. Verse 6. So then, let, not, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and what? Self-controlled. Verse 7. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Oh, come on, people. He ain't just talking about 2,000 years ago. You know what I mean? Amen. This is the word of God. He speaks the truth then, and he speaks the truth now. He said, who gets drunk is drunk at night. Verse 8, but since we belong to the day, the light, Jesus Christ, let us be what? Self-controlled. People, come on, wake up. Let us be what? Self-controlled. Putting on faith and love as a breastplate. Armor, people, the armor of God. Put it on. Self-control as a breastplate, as an armor, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, people, get excited. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God talking to you. If it is not speaking to you, check yourself. Check yourself. Let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and hope as a, a hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not what appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. You go to God, you will receive salvation through Jesus Christ's suffering. How many of you know he wasn't dancing up that hill, carrying that cross? While he was getting slapped in the face, spit on and throwing and, get, and getting uh, uh, rocks and, and rotten vegetables thrown at him. He was, having, was he having fun? Was he having a good time? No, he suffered for you. He did it for our salvation. If he never did this, we would be all condemned to hell. But through him, through his blood, you are saved. Through repentance, you are saved. Jesus, thank you, Lord. You must have self-control, holding on to faith with everything that you have. Perseverance. Let's turn to James 1-2, please. James chapter 1, verse 2, perseverance. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith you know that the testing, people, focus, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Verse 4, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Perseverance, people, not giving up. Continue to push, continue to push, continue to push. Having perseverance is key. In order to have your faith complete with God, you see, God will, will put tests. He will test us. He will put trials before us. You understand? Your friends, your family, your school, they could be tests. They could be trials. But we must persevere with God. Through the word of the living God, we must pers- um, perse- 
persevere. Because perseverance must finish its work. We must finish the work of perseverance in order, in order to mature and be what? Be complete. Be complete in Christ. Amen? Godliness. Woo, godliness. Come on, people. Who needs a little bit more godliness? Come on, I do. Godliness. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Godliness. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 7, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself. People, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value. Amen? For physical training, sports is of some value. Going to the gym is of some value. Yes. We must keep our body healthy. It is the temple of God. Amen. Yes. But it's only of some value. Godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Amen. Amen. Come on, people. Come on, man. Oh, come on. I need you guys to wake up. Come on. Amen. Can I get an amen? Can you guys just, whoo, come on. Let me feel. Let me feel it. I want to feel it here. Right here. You hear it. I want it, I want it to be like this. Because I just feel the amen and the spirit within you guys. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. All right. Godliness. Amen. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Basically, religion. Have nothing to do with religion. Have nothing to do with praying to saints. Have nothing to do with praying to the uh, Virgin Mary. Have nothing to do to confessing your sins to a priest. For Second uh, Timothy says that there is only one mediator between man and the Father, and that is uh, Jesus Christ, the Son. Only one media, only one person you should be speaking to for forgiveness of sin, and that is Jesus Christ, our Father. Have nothing to do with religion. Have nothing to do with myth and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value. But godliness has value for all things. Holding promise, holding promise for both present life and the life to come. Amen? Amen. Come on, people. Brotherly kindness and love. Now we're going to put these together because I found a scripture that has them both and I just love it. Brotherly kindness and love. Jeremiah 31, Old Testament. Come on, work that word, people. Work that word. Brotherly kindness and love. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. Jeremiah, J. E-R-E-M-I-A-H. In case you guys couldn't find it. 31, verse 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. With what kind of love? One more time. What kind of love? An everlasting love. This is God speaking. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. Bam, right there. That's it. It was like a sentence. But that took care of brotherly kindness and love. God is amazing. He loves you with everlasting love, meaning it has no end. It has no end. He loves you so much, people. 
You understand me? When people, when you guys, including myself, at one time, I felt the lowest of the low. I felt that nobody loved me. My mom was always screaming at me, threatening to kick me out of the house every day. My brother will confess to that. Every day we got into a fight, and I, and in my, you know, just, just bad, bad stuff happened in my life. And I started just, you know, drinking my problems away and everything like that. And I just felt like as if nobody loved me. But man, come on, people, the Lord loves you. And he just doesn't have any type of love. He has an everlasting love. An everlasting love that will never fail. That will never stop for you. Even when your life ends on this earth and you meet Jesus Christ in heaven, he'll love you then the same that he loved you down here. You understand me? He will glorify you. He will say, man, you, um, Nathaniel, you have not only persevered down there. Come on. Enjoy the treasures of heaven. Amen. I love you. Amen. Come on. Amen. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. Amen. Now, that, that, took care, that takes care of all of them. Now, in order to have the things that we just listed, perseverance, self-control, knowledge, and, and all the other things, we must acknowledge the promises of God. Okay? I'm going to backtrack here real quick. I'm just going to repeat what I said. In order to uh, have perseverance and self-control and knowledge and, and, and um, you know, brotherly kindness and love, we must, we must acknowledge the promises of God. Now let's go back to verse 4 of Second Peter uh, chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious what? Promises. Verse 4, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. Amen. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in this world caused by evil desires. So in order to, to have perseverance and godliness and, and goodness and knowledge, you must acknowledge the promises of God. The promises of God. Now, who knows? Who here knows the promises of God? There are so many in the Bible. So many, so many people. Come on, you read the Word. You read the Word of God. It speaks to you individually. As corny as you think that may sound, because it sure sounded corny to me the first time. I was like, God speaks to me through paper? Like, what? It's like, yes. And I didn't, I didn't get it until I experienced it. Come on. Let's put the word of God right here. Just start reading it, people. And let God speak to you. Let God speak to you. He will, he will just find that page. He will find that verse for you, and it will speak to you. That verse will speak to you through something that you are going through. Let's just go ahead. Uh, for, when, for when people are afraid, when you're afraid, how many people are afraid sometimes? I'm afraid. I'm afraid sometimes. I'm not afraid to admit it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm afraid sometimes. But we go to Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. Now, you guys don't have to turn there for me because I have tons of scripture. Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave nor forsake you. Right here. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Right there. Bam. 
that might that might speak to somebody right here that's that's going through something that that that, that is making them fear something. Fear something. Don't be afraid because God will never leave nor forsake. He says, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged because I will be there. In Psalms 50, verse 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble. Call upon your God. Come on, people. I will deliver you and you will honor me. Come on. He is worthy of all honor. He is worthy of all praise. He will deliver you. You come to him. Call upon me the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Amen? How about for when, you make a, when you're making a big decision? How many people have made big decisions in their life? You know, school, school, their, their friends, their, their girlfriend, their potential girlfriend, boyfriend. Those are big decisions, people. And you need to see God before you, you, you go ahead and choose that answer yourself. You understand me? Now, if, you, if, you, if you're um, in a situation like that, just go to Psalms 32. Psalm chapter 30, uh, 32, verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. Bam. I don't need to read anymore. That's it right there. You understand me? I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Amen? Come on, amen? Come on, people. Make my, come on, make my corazón. Come on. Amen? Amen. Come on, people. Come on. We all have big decisions in our life. And if you haven't had any uh, lately, trust me, you will get it. You will get it. You understand me? I get them all the time, people. Come on. Big decisions. I, I look to God as my counselor. And the Holy Spirit to guide me. Amen. John 14, verse 26. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you, people, will remind you of everything I have said to you. Making a big decision, he will remind you. If you think you're going to go this way, but you know that way leads to something that, that isn't right. Maybe your boyfriend or your girlfriend, something like that, you know what I mean? Or certain friends or certain people you should be hanging around with. Who did he say? Who did he say? He says, I, I'm sorry, guys, will teach you the things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Amen? Come on. What about the big one? For when you sin. For when you sin. Let's go to Matthew 6. uh, Verse 14 to 15. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men for their sins, your Father will not forgive you. You cannot have hatred in your heart, people. Because Jesus said if you have hatred in your heart, you are murdering that person. You understand me? You hate somebody, you are murdering him with your heart. Jesus said you must forgive everyone. For if you forgive everyone, you will be forgiven. Amen? 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and, <clears throat> and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us. He will purify us from all unrighteousness. Everything that is just on us, this filth, this sin, he will shower us, shower us with his forgiveness. Amen? Come on, people. Amen? Oh, brother, come on. Amen? Amen. Woo, I got somebody excited. Look at that. Woo, you guys can only hear my heart. Sounds like bubbles for some reason. All right, amen. Now, for, how about for when you need something? Who needs something here? 
Who needs to, I need something. I need a couple things in my life right now. You know what I mean? Now, John 14, verse 14. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. That's it. John 14, 14. You may ask me for anything in my name. You ask for it in Jesus' name. Like we ask for the gangbangers. Salvation on the gangbangers. Salvation on our families and our friends. People. If we ask God, he says, I will do it. I will do it, he says. Amen? Put your faith in God. Come on, people. First John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. This is the confidence we have in, the appro- in approaching God. That if we ask, I'm sorry, but <laughs> that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for in him. Amen? Amen. So if, if it's not in God's will for you to get a Cadillac when you, get six, when you turn 16, don't get disappointed, people. Come on. Ask for something. He's not going to give you everything that you want, but he will always, always, always want to present, give you what you need. You need a home? He'll give you a home. You need to be fed? You'll be fed. Amen? You need, you need more of the Holy Spirit. You need more of the fire of God. He will give it to you. Just ask him and he will give it to you. Amen? Amen. What about for when you're tempted? Ooh, everybody say, ooh. What about for when you're tempted? Ooh. All right, everybody turn to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Because everybody gets tempted here. Amen? The devil's a liar. You understand me? The devil is a liar. He will come at you left and right. He will kick you from behind. He'll kick you right in front of you. But you cannot let him. You cannot let him. Armor yourself. Armor yourself in the armor of God. Amen? Whoop, shield yourself. Bam. Devil, you are a liar. Stay away from me. You believe in Christ. You believe and you have faith in everything that he tells you. That's it. It's done deal. Amen? Now, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. Amen? Come on. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Amen? He will. He knows. He knows what's going to test you. He knows. He's going to test you, people. He's going to test you. Just like he let Job. He let the devil test Job. You understand me? He's going to let the devil test you sometimes. But what will, what will he do? What will he do? But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can stand up. Amen? Amen. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. Last one for when you are tempted. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3. But the Lord is faithful. Come on, let me get an amen just for that. But the Lord is faithful, amen? And he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Who is the evil one? The devil. He's a liar, amen? Who will protect us from the devil? Come on. Who will strengthen us? Amen. Who is faithful? Amen. Come on, call upon him. Amen? When we acknowledge the promises of, uh, of God, when we, acknowledge, when we acknowledge all these promises, our, our understanding, our understanding of God, it expands. Our understanding and our knowledge and, and, and everything that we know of God, it expands. And then comes knowledge 
all the way from the beginning, back to verse 5, all the way, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, from the knowledge you begin to add to your faith, right? In verse 5, for, every, um, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Once you have the knowledge of the promises, you acknowledge the promises, you have faith in the promises of God, you add to your faith. You have the knowledge already. Now you add self-control to resist the corruption of sin. And then after uh, self-control, you get perseverance to continue pushing. And then godliness to continue living pure. And then you get brotherly kindness to start, uh, and you start to realize that there's hurting people out there, and that there's lost people out there. You understand me? And then you begin to love. And then you not only acknowledge, you not only realize that there's hurting people and lost people out there, but then you love them and you go out and preach to them. Amen? Amen. Verse 5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. Amen? Layla, if I could have you get on the piano for me, please. People, I've just read you just just an, an ounce, an ounce, just like a speck of sand of all the promises of God that is in his word. Take him at his word, people. God promises.